Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of Spooky Gals, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Good evening from Hong Kong. Good morning from England. Yeah, good morning from <laughs> England. Ooh, how was how was your week so far? It's been fine. Yes, it's living fun. the uni life. Yes, I have a another assignment very soon, and it's very stressful. Wow. So, I'm but just going to ignore it for now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? That was pretty much what I did in uni. Um, I would I would leave things because I like there to be pressure, but not too much pressure. So I can't, for example, if it was an essay that was due in a month, I would do it in the last week. Because I think I don't need a fucking month to write a thousand word essay. Okay, I need a week. So that's pressure, but not so much pressure that I'm like, yeah, but I'm you know, feeling like, that so much pressure when I have three weeks. But that's that's plenty of time. That's plenty. Of, just remind yourself that you've done more do and less. Research. Um, yeah, no, but still. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am no longer sick, which is brilliant. Ooh. So I, I can eat solid food again, which Yay. is fantastic. So, yeah. It's it's all good. I will never again, you know, take for granted the joyous act of like eating tomato pasta, but even plain tomato pasta. Just the the, the acidity would just fucking kill me. So I'm, I'm very happy, and it was really sad because um, I think it was last Friday. Um, I still couldn't chew properly because I had so many ulcers, but I but it was a lot better. So I went out for lunch with my friend and. Her boyfriend is this lovely, lovely guy who is the most amazing chef. And I deliberately didn't order the deep fried polenta because it's my favorite, <laughs> but I, can't, I couldn't chew. So of course, what does he do? He sends over a plate for free and he's looking at us and beaming and doing this little thumbs up. And I was like, no, because now I have to try and eat it anyway, of course. So of course. it was... It was it was great though because I figured out a system where I could basically like peel so it's cut in in the shape of a, a cube, so I can just peel off the top of it and just eat it with a spoon like a hard boiled egg. <laughs> and the waiter was looking at me like I had full on like gone psychotic. He's like, "Ah, oh, there she goes after all this time. It's taken a whole year for her to go crazy." So, yeah. Yeah, of course, I tried to explain to him when he came to take the plate away, looking at the fucking mess that I'd made of this beautiful food. I was like, I have ulcers, so I can't eat hard food. And he just looked at me like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say, creepy child. these imaginary ulcers? <laughs> you know what? To him, they could have been. Yeah. To me, they were very much real. But yes, I've had a great week of being able to eat food again. Yay. So that was my week. <laughs> And to add to your happiness, today's story is probably like my favourite that we've ever written. I feel like you say this every week, but it always ends up to be brilliant. I always really like what we talk about, but this is just on another (laughs) level. This, This woman 
that we're going to talk about <laughs> is oh, my inspiration for people. life. I can't She's wait. She's who I want to be. But I thought we already said that we wanted to be like the old crones. Wait. Just wait. Oh, is she a crone? Is she like the queen of the crones? Okay, so today's story, we are covering the legend of Hannah Craner, the Wicked Witch of Munro. (laughs) Hannah Craner Berry. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Leave me be, okay? It was funny. I've not seen many people. Sorry, 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 sorry. I love you. I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to discourage Trust you. Me. The minute I said it, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sure it'll be brilliant. Okay. And I promise my jokes will improve okay. over time. Oh. Like a nice wine. Like a nice wine. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> my sources for this were Wikipedia, historyisimportant.com, newenglandfolklore.blogspot.com damnedconnecticut.com Wow! <laughs> ctpost.com uh, cemeteryinsightsandbeyond.wordpress.com and newenglandhistoricalsociety.com Okay. Located in the relatively small Gregory's Four Corners burial ground near the border of Trumbull and Monroe, Connecticut, right next to the side of Spring Hill Road, is an old but well-preserved, ordinary-looking white gravestone. This gravestone is far from ordinary, however, as it belongs to Hannah Hovey, nicknamed Hannah Craner, who became infamous within her community while she was alive and remains the subject of local legend long after her death. But why, Cathy, but why? (laughs) You see, Hannah Craner was accused of being a witch, but instead of denying these accusations, she actually used her reputation to terrify anyone who crossed her, cursing and threatening people so that they did whatever she wanted, leading her to be known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe. (laughs) <laughs> wow imagine imagine being so fucking petty that people just nickname you a witch <laughs> nice hannah was born in connecticut in 1783 but not much else is known about her early life she married captain joseph hovey who was probably much older than her and they had no children together The couple were married for many years and lived on Cragley Hill in the Stepney area of Monroe. While some people claim that Hannah had always had a malicious and difficult personality that prevented people from liking her, it was not until the suspicious death of her husband that rumours of her involvement in witchcraft began. One evening, after leaving the home for his daily walk, Joseph Hovey failed to return and was later found dead at the bottom of a cliff with a broken neck. Many of the townspeople of Monroe did not believe that Joseph could have accidentally fallen off the cliff in an area that he was so familiar with. So instead they began to speculate that Hannah had bewitched him to make him confused and disorientated 
causing him to fall to his death. Hannah's reputation as a witch increased over time, fueled by the fact that she never remarried, remaining a spinster who lived a life of solitude and only ever wore black mourning clothes following the death of her husband. The townspeople generally stayed away from her property, which was allegedly guarded by snakes, and they gave her the nickname Hannah Craner, which they thought suited her cranky, eccentric personality. Why not just call her Hannah Cranky? Because it doesn't rhyme. Hanky Cranky. <laughs> I mean, but but Crana doesn't mean it's anything. Got it doesn't rhyme, mean though. angry. Yeah, but you could have called her something else. Like I don't know. Uh, I can't think of anything else to be honest. But I wouldn't think of Crana off the top of my head. Like, hmm, what sounds like Cranky? Crana. I don't know. While Hannah lived alone, she did have the company of her beloved rooster, (laughs) Old Boreas, who many people believed was Hannah's familiar, a demonic spirit that assumed the shape of an animal in order to serve a witch. This belief was only reinforced by Hannah's extremely close bond with the animal, as well as Old Boreas' appearance and mischievous behaviour. Old Boreas had a handsome plumage of pitch black feathers at a time when the colour black was considered a representation of the power of darkness among the superstitious. He also had the very strange habit of only crowing at midnight, aka the witching hour, leading many to believe that he was communicating with the supernatural realm on the behalf of his mistress. I love this chicken. Sorry, rooster so much. <laughs> what a beautiful... Are they sure that he wasn't a raven? I mean, how sure are they that it was a chicken? Sorry, rooster, fuck. I don't mean to misgender the dead animal. Good. But I I strongly suspect it was a raven. And I do think she was a witch. But it sounds more like a raven than a rooster. <laughs> Although I don't see how either can be mischievous. By crowing at midnight... Is that mischievous or is that just cool? I mean, I mean, let's let's be real. That's my question. I mean, you wouldn't be very happy. I mean, I'm not happy when they crow in the morning either. But exactly. you know, so either way, she'd be fucked. Because either mm-hmm. way, no one's gonna like you if if you have a loud fucking bird screaming at any hour of the day. <laughs> After her husband's death, Hannah was left in poverty. But being the crafty and resourceful woman that she was, she used her reputation as a witch to extort essentials such as food and firewood from her neighbours, and made a habit of threatening people with curses in order to get what she wanted. (laughs) I love her. I love her. In one noteworthy instance, a local woman had just taken a batch of pies out of the oven while Hannah was passing by her house. And upon noticing this, Hannah asked for one. The woman denied her request, however, and Hannah became enraged at the woman's selfishness, cursing her so that she would never be able to successfully bake again. This curse allegedly proved true, and the once-renowned baker never managed to bake a good pie ever again. Similarly, when Hannah caught a boy fishing in the brook on her property, she demanded that he leave. When he disregarded her, she cursed him for his insolence, and he was never able to catch a fish again for the rest of his life. 
In yet another story, Hannah supposedly hexed a cart of two men who had stopped in front of her property to mock her, causing the oxen pulling the cart to refuse to move any further, and then the wheels to fall off the cart. (laughs) I love this bitch. Hell yeah. Hannah did not only use her alleged powers for extortion and spite, however, as it is said that she would help people in need, but only for a price. One summer, during a severe drought which devastated his crops, a desperate farmer came to Hannah's home on Cragley Hill to beg for her assistance. Hannah agreed, but only if the farmer pledged to give her his soul as payment. (laughs) What a creepy bitch, I love it. The anguished farmer, believing this to be his only hope, threw himself onto Hannah's floor and accepted her terms, vowing that his soul would be hers upon his death. Hannah is famously said to have promised, by sundown on the morrow your wish shall be granted. And indeed it began raining that very night and the farmer had a rich and bountiful harvest that year. So, okay, maybe, maybe Hannah was just really, really, really good at forecasting the weather, you know? (laughs) Maybe she was the original weather girl. People had their ways back then, you know? Yeah, but if you can get someone's soul out of it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I would, I'd love to do that. <laughs> you must give me this for your immortal soul. I would mm. love that shit. You just scare everyone. I do love it. I love how she managed to just, even if it wasn't true, I feel <laughs> like she just played into it so much that she really believed that it was yeah. true. <laughs> she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll start bartering with souls. Screw it. <laughs> you know? Ultimately, it was Hannah's death as well as the bizarre and mystifying events that surrounded her burial, that really established her as a legend. Sometime in late December 1859, Hannah's beloved rooster Old Boreas died. Grief-stricken, Hannah wept at the loss of her cherished companion, which is said to be the only time that she had ever cried, and she buried him at night in the middle of her garden, after apparently performing a strange funeral service beneath the stars. After burying old Boreas, Hannah announced that she too would die soon, and gave very specific instructions for her burial. She demanded that her coffin be carried by hand to the graveyard, and that she must not be buried before sunset, stating that otherwise the entire town would be cursed. True to her prediction, Hannah supposedly died the very next day, at the age of 77. Jesus Christ, 77 was like being 120 back then. Mm. Christ. Yeah, that probably added to yes. people That's thinking amazing. she was rich. It's like, this woman is ancient! Witchcraft! <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's burial demands were not easy to carry out, however as the day before she was due to be buried, a heavy snowstorm hit Connecticut, making it impractical to carry her coffin by hand. Deciding it was much easier to ignore Hannah's requests, the townspeople decided to transport her coffin using a sled drawn by horses, making it much easier to move through the snow. This, of course, didn't go as planned, 
as it is said that as soon as the procession started moving towards the cemetery, the straps holding the coffin securely onto the sled broke, and the casket fell off and slid all the way back to her front door. (laughs) I love it. The funeral procession strapped the coffin back onto the sled, but again and again it fell off, even after using iron chains and having several men sit on top of it to secure it, as the coffin apparently began shaking so violently that the men were thrown off and the chains started to break. (laughs) Imagine hating men so much that even in death you're like, get the fuck off me! Okay, I love it. Finally admitting defeat, the men of the funeral party acted as pallbearers, lifting the coffin onto their shoulders and begrudgingly carried it through the snow to the cemetery. Due to the substantial delay in getting Hannah's casket to the graveyard, her second demand was also met, and she was finally buried after sunset. The story doesn't end there, however, as when the mourners returned to Hannah's home, presumably for some sort of wake. They found that it had been entirely engulfed by flames. Still disturbed by the bizarre events surrounding Hannah's burial, no one was brave enough to venture too close to the mysterious fire to put it out, and as such, it is said to have continued burning for several days. The legend of Hannah Craner, the Wicked Witch of Monroe, has endured to this day over 160 years after her death and there are even reports that Hannah's spirit continues to make itself known in the area close to her home, as well as around the cemetery where she is buried. It is said that from time to time, the ghostly figure of a woman, thought to be Hannah, will suddenly appear in the middle of Spring Hill Road, right next to her gravesite, causing startled passing drivers to crash their cars. Visitors to Hannah's grave have also reported hearing sinister whispers and laughter, and it is claimed that if you do visit, you must leave some sort of token or offering at her headstone, or else she'll curse you for your selfishness, much like she did to her neighbours while she was still alive. So that is the story of Hannah Craner, the Wicked Witch of Monroe. I love... You know what that reminds me of? That um, that bit with like the woman next to the the cemetery causing people to crash, it's like the whole like lady in white mm. sort of legend, which is yeah, damn she was the original lady in white, and you know what, you know what friends, that's a really that's a really heartening tale and a great way to say that at the end of the day we're all neighbors, okay, we're all neighbors, <laughs> therefore you must bring me presents even after I die. That's how yes. that works. Goodness me, what a, what a, what a lady, what a thrilling woman. I love her. I know, I love her. I, I love just her with her chicken who she loved more than anything in the whole world <laughs> and used it not only to torment other people, but like to torment them even after their death. Oh, bless her. Mm-hmm. Poor woman. All she wanted was to be left the fuck alone. But and also to, to be given things, yeah. Yes. I mean, isn't that all we want from the world, Kathy? Yeah, Just true. to use petty threats as a means to extort people, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's all I want, personally. Yes. That's, that's my goal in life. 
Do you have any final thoughts before we... Um, actually, yes. Uh, so we are also about to record an, a- an episode for the Patreon. Um, and I will be talking about a Japanese water demon. Um, so, and the Patreon episodes, they're, they're, just, they're similar to these ones. They're short mini episodes. Um, of course, I don't go into as much detail as Catty, but um, yeah just trying to keep it short and sweet give you something else to enjoy uh in between episodes so if that sounds like something that you're keen on you can head over to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash spooky gals and check us out there and you can also catch up with uh previous week's extra episodes as well as Katty's very detailed notes for each episode if like me you like to read along with her or if you if you if you're just interested in seeing how she she lays it all out um yeah it's uh it's fun please do it that'll be great (laughs) yes please (laughs) okay so thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you back for next week's episode if you want to get in touch for any reason just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail.com And also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Gals Facebook page, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Spooky Gals Pod, and on Instagram, at Spooky Gals Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash spooky gals. And from as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Beautiful work, as always.